what to build, what to build. Oh, come on, Lucy. Wow, you're a builder. You're a maker. You're a... <gasps> I got it! Tool call. Hammer. Hammer. Wrench. Wrench. Drill. Drill. Great job, Kapow. Great job, Kapow. Oh, no, wait, that's me. Great job, Lucy Wow. Oh, brother. Now all we have to do is turn this thing on. Let the show begin. Oh, hi there. Welcome back to Pflugerville. It's me, Kapow, the mechanical pygmy goat. Beaming into your ears all the way from Lucy Wow's barn. You know, being Lucy Wow's psychic is a lot of fun, but I love experimenting on my own as well. Like right now, I'm experimenting with my idea of a shoe garden. What's a shoe garden? Well, I buried a bunch of shoelaces in the dirt. I water them every day, and hopefully a bunch of sneakers will come sprouting up this spring. From Reebok roses to New Balance bushes, it's going to be the sweetest garden ever. Speaking of sweet, that reminds me of today's invention. Sorry, where was I? Oh, right! Today's invention. Trick or treating. You know what trick or treating is, right? All over the world for more than a century on Halloween night, kids put on costumes and go around their neighborhood ringing doorbells and saying trick or treat. And then people give them candy. It's a fun tradition that people love, but it's kind of weird if you think about it. I mean, if you went around on any other day and rang doorbells while dressed as a zombie, you wouldn't get Snickers, you'd get in trouble. So how did trick-or-treating ever get started? Well, you can't talk about trick-or-treating without talking about Halloween. The two go together like candy and pillowcases. And Halloween can trace its roots back over 2,000 years ago. Living back then, in what is now Ireland, the UK, and Northern France, was a group of people called the Celts. The Celts had a lot of festivals, and one of them was called Samhain. Celebrated on the night of October 31st, Samhain was a festival that honored the dead. Celts would gather, light bonfires, offer sacrifices, and pay tribute to their family and friends who were no longer with them. But the Celts worried that all spirits would be attracted to the bonfires, not just their friendly ancestors. So they put out tables of treats in the darkness to draw unfriendly spooks away from the festival. But the thing about free treats is everybody loves them. So pretty soon, people began dressing up as ghosts, demons, and other scary spooks and sneaking into the dark to eat the treats. The tradition of dressing up for treats had begun. By the ninth century, Christianity had spread into Celtic lands and Samhain was renamed All Souls Day and moved to November 2nd. But no matter the changes, the tradition of dressing up and getting treats wasn't going anywhere. In fact, people decided to bring the tradition out of the dark and into the festival itself. So now, the costumed eaters would go door to door, singing songs, reciting poems, and performing other tricks for treats. They called it guising. And it was so much fun that people decided to start doing it the night before All Souls Day too. They called this night 
All Hallows' Eve. The Scottish word for Eve is pronounced Eve. And over time, the name evolved from All Hallows' Eve to a simpler Halloween. In the mid-19th century, large numbers of immigrants from Europe came to America, and when they did, they brought their traditions with them, including Halloween. The only problem was that with everybody all dressed up and filled with sugar, people tended to get a little rowdy. Soon, those songs and poems were replaced by pranks, and by the 1920s, Halloween was so out of control that towns across America decided they'd better do something about it. So people gathered together and created an organized, community-based trick-or-treating tradition where you could dress up and go door-to-door in your own neighborhood and get treats as long as you didn't pull any pranks or mean tricks. This new tradition was a big success. It turned out if a person has to choose between playing tricks or having a treat, they choose the treat. All of this came to a sudden halt, though, with the outbreak of World War II. You see, so many people had to help fight the war that there wasn't anyone around to grow and make sugar. And without sugar, there was no candy. And without candy, there weren't any trick or treaters. Luckily, the war ended, and when it did, the sugar came back, and with it, trick or treating. Although it is unknown who the first kid was who yelled trick or treat, by 1951, it was so common that it was said in a Peanuts comic strip, and in 1952, Donald Duck shouted it out in a Disney cartoon. And if Charlie Brown and Donald Duck are doing it, you know it's big. Today, millions of kids spend October 31st trick-or-treating. Hopefully they don't pull millions of tricks, because Americans give out $2.6 billion in treats that night. Wow! The most popular candies given to trick-or-treaters are Reese's Cups, Skittles, and M&M's. The most popular costumes for trick-or-treaters are superheroes. Well, for humans, anyway. For dogs, it's pumpkins. Though, you never know. As we see here, traditions are always changing. Maybe this year, the most popular costume will be a mechanical pygmy goat. (laughs) I mean, just saying. Well, folks, we've come to the end of another Kapow's Power of Invention podcast. Come back tomorrow when I'll be covering more inventors and inventions. And while you're waiting, you do realize there are just a slew of shows that take place in Pflugerville, right? It's true. There's Bobby Wonder, who's trying to protect Pflugerville from Mighty Mila, and Lucy Wow over in the Big Red Barn, inventing all sorts of cool stuff with a mechanical pygmy goat Kapow. Hey, that's me. Lucy goes big, and then she goes bigger. Oh, and if you like strange and spooky stories, you should check out R.L. Stein's Story Club. That's a real winner. I'm in the club, so I get to hear all the stories. And you can too. Keep on the lights, folks. Just search for Bobby Wonder, Lucy Wow, or R.L. Stein's Story Club, wherever you get your podcasts. And you'll find your way. I get a lot of excitement as Lucy Wow's psychic. Sometimes it overwhelms me and I just, well, you know, faint. Well, today I got the most exciting news and I, and I, oh, easy kapow, deep breaths, don't faint. I'm on a t-shirt and a hoodie and a sticker and God, I'm famous. The most famous mechanical pygmy goats ever live. Go to gokidgo.com and check me out. Lucy Wow merchandise is now available and you know you need more kapow in your life. Until next time, this is Kapow signing off. Go Kid Go! Go Kid Go!